0: Welcome to Migration Stories, a project of the Kansas African Studies Center that gathers the experience of immigration for Africans who live in the Midwest. Today, a migrant shares his story and talks about learning to fly.
1: Learning how to fly. Is this something you always wanted to do?
0: Where did that idea come from?
1: To be honest, I've been thinking about aviation and intrigued about you know aviation and watching videos about aviation and everything but while I was in Sudan I've never even thought about learning how to fly because it's just extremely difficult mm-hmm. it wasn't it it was out of my sight at all mm-hmm. just an interest something I'm interested in because it's it's super hard so not even in my dreams but then when I came to the US oh I looked it up and it was pretty easy Okay, um, originally I'm from Sudan, Mm -hmm. so I studied all my studies in Sudan until the uh, college level. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from Sudan University of uh, Science and Technology in Computer Science. Mm -hmm. I worked there for like um, two and a half, three years, Mm -hmm. Um, different jobs. Instructing, teaching at university, and working as software developer. And then I participated in the or applied for um, the diversity visa. So the U.S. gives fifty-five thousand people every year a visa to come and be permanent resident in the U.S. So it's fifty-five thousand for everyone in the world.
0: Would you like to
1: say? Yeah, yeah, that's fine.
0: By the way, that sound you heard in the background was the call to prayer. Sorry. The interview took no, place in the
1: mosque. Diversity, um, diversity visa. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty competitive, and it's you know someone would be very lucky to get one because millions of people apply each year, mm-hmm. and only 55,000 uh, yeah. get selected. Wow. Okay. So I got selected. And I went through different processes and interviews in the U.S. Embassy in Sudan. Eventually, I came to the U.S. in February 2015. Hmm. So that's almost 40 years ago.
0: What, what do you remember about the plane?
1: First of all, it was a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was four hours first to uh, Qatar and then 13 hours to the U.S. A 13 hour flight, Jeez.
0: So you were traveling for almost a full day or two full days?
1: Two days because it started in Sudan. Mm -hmm. He went to Doha. Then he stayed there for five hours. Mm -hmm. After the four hours flight, and then five hours. Then 13 hours to Chicago. Then, you know, because it's the first time for me to come to the U.S., they were like additional screening, mm-hmm. so I missed my flight. Ah, then they booked, you know, another flight for me, and I stayed five hours again in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then to So it was like two days. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I remember about it. But then when I was coming, I I still remember seeing all these, you know, tall and long, you know, buildings in Chicago from the plane and then they say, welcome to the United States and then they give us some documents to fill out in the plane itself just for the customs and border officers, so I still remember those moments and say, wow, I made it, so. (laughs) Those, Those first
0: few months living in the U.S., what was that experience like?
1: Um, it was very weird and kind of depressing. I don't know why. Maybe it was winter time because I I came very early in uh, February.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was snowing, and that was the first time I see snow in my life. So it was it was not easy mm-hmm. because back in Sudan it's 120 degrees, you know, and 90. Is just about normal, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If it became 60s, that's extreme winter. <laughs> I don't think it ever goes below 50, maybe 40. Yeah. But there is no way it can
0: go to 30s. At, at 40 degrees, it's like close the schools, close the roads, everything is. It's
1: very cold, it's very cold, it's, yeah. Very cold. it's extreme. Hmm. Yeah. Because. Um, we do have ACs, but we don't have the culture of heat. I don't know. because it's already you know it's already <laughs> so hot you would <laughs> so never hot. turn the heat on. So the basic structure of every home doesn't have any heat. Mm-hmm. So if it gets so cold even inside your home and in you know below your blanket and everything, still you feel cold if it's like in the forties and it doesn't last that long so until November it's very hot and maybe December and January mm-hmm. a little bit then that's about it so I came here so it was very hard to me the first month because it was the snow and negative 34 and that was too much and then I didn't have a job mm-hmm. and. I didn't know what I'm going to do. I was just applying to schools, mm-hmm. maybe to start my master's and find a loan or find a scholarship. So it was absolutely unknown to me. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, you know, a very horrible situation to be in because you are an adult and you don't know what you're going to do. you don't have a job and it's completely unknown to you what tomorrow has for you. Wow So that's that's very difficult. Sounds very difficult. Yep.
0: And how did you get out of that?
1: By applying and applying and applying for jobs, for scholarships, for loans, Mm -hmm. for everything that I can think of. More than hundreds and every day just wake up, go to school, learn some English, come back home, stay at my computer. do that, apply for more things.
0: Eventually, he got a job with a consulting company in Virginia. After only three months in the U.S., speaking English for the first time in his life, he was training for a job with this company where he was the only Sudanese employee.
1: I don't say discriminated against, but at least I felt at some point that I am different, mm-hmm. and people didn't include me and consider me part of them, mm-hmm. it happened, yes. Yep, so, I felt some kind of, and it wasn't formal, it wasn't about work, so work was always, for me, it was fair all the time, people mm-hmm. are professional in all the companies that I worked for, but in personal settings, like sometimes, in the company you have three, four different teams you are part of a team mm-hmm. so then when your team go out and do something together, social mm-hmm. all the team, but then they don't invite you Yeah, you feel something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. so I felt that in many occasions so. Do you want to
0: go back to, to Sudan, do you think?
1: Um, I would love to go, but the situation there is not promising, mm-hmm. so I don't think I will go back any soon. Maybe I'll go back just for a visit, yeah, but a lot of differences um most of them actually influenced by the economic situation of the country itself, mm-hmm. so all the opportunities that you can get, all the basic needs, like to get a house, you know or to get a car or to practice, you know, a hobby that you like. So all these are things, you know, just basic needs. And it's very difficult to get. So you fight just for food and, you know, taking care of your family and different stuff. But here in the US, you get to do anything.
0: At at this point, um, where do you think of it as, as being home? Can you rephrase this question for me? How would you define what home is for you? Um,
1: that's a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it's kind of hard. <laughs>
1: um, well, it's not hard but it's more of emotional. We can, we can back off from that question if you... That's fine. Um, I'm one of um uh, few people who love Sudan. so I love my country so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I went back there since 2015 like two times. Mm-hmm. So, there where, where I feel home. Just because I stayed for 25 years. That's a lot compared to three and a half or four years. Yes, yes I still feel home. I have a home here, I have a community here, but still I feel like my heart is still back in Sudan.
0: The music was Arid Foothills by Kevin McLeod and was licensed through Creative Commons. It can be found on incopatech.com This has been a production of Cask, the Kansas African Studies Center at the University of Kansas. I'm Kamen Simmons. If you are interested in sharing your story or learning more about the Migration Stories Project, please visit migrationstories.ku.edu.